Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, who is a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here is Will with today's episode. Well, hello there, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to episode 65 of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. And I hope everyone had a good 4th of July last week. We were off. Uh, We are happy to be back this week. And this week, I wanted to discuss something that kind of plays into what's going on right now with the market. The market is just going crazy, especially here in Whitefish. And I know it's pretty much the same all over the state right now. There are so many buyers out there. And what is happening is a lot of people, let me preface this by saying, if you have your house priced correctly, there are a lot of people that are getting more than one offer on their house. When this happens, obviously that's a good thing, but what I want to talk about today is when you get more than one offer, what you should be looking for. Now, if you're selling on your own, this will help you out a little more. If you have an agent, hopefully they're not brand new and they've dealt with this before and they know what to do, but there's some things you need to look look at when you have more than one offer. It's not always the price that is that should determine the uh, the offer that you select. Obviously, you want to get the most money that you can for your house, but there's some tricks that agents will play with the price that you need to know about and you need to look at closely when you're reviewing the offers. The first thing I want to talk to you about is when you look at the price, you have to determine, first of all, is it a cash deal or is it financed, and what type of financing it is. There's there's different types of financing, and you really need to understand how the different types of financing works, and that's obviously the job of your agent if you have one. If not, you need to check with whoever you do banking with, and they can fill you in on this. If you have a cash offer that's maybe $10,000 less than some types of finance loans, it, that may be a better offer because... When you're dealing with financing, you're going to have to have an appraisal done or the bank that's financing the loan is going to do an appraisal and they may or may not agree with the price that you have on the house. So what that means is if they come in and do the appraisal and let's say the people had offered $350,000 for the house because that's what you had it listed at and the appraisal comes in at $325,000, you're now at a little bit of a standstill in the deal. So there's a couple options you can do at this point as the seller. You can either come down to the $325,000 or the buyer can walk away and get all the earnest money back. And that's fine, except the problem with that is now you've just had the house off the market for probably around 30 days that you could have been marketing to other people or fielding other offers or going with a different offer to begin with that would have gone through like a cash offer because a cash offer does not have an appraisal with it. So that's one of the reasons cash offers are so popular or so exciting for people to get is that they don't have to deal with any type of appraisal. Another thing to keep in mind if you're the seller is that, and I tell people this all the time, is once you sign that contract, whichever contract that you choose, 
you are tied to that. There is no way for you to get out of it unless the buyer defaults on one of the stipulations of the contract, which rarely happens. So once you sign a contract, you're stuck with it and you're hoping that it goes all the way to closing because you can't back out. Whereas the buyer has 15 different ways to back out, whether it's one of the numerous contingencies, whether it's the inspection, the title review, there's all, there's all kinds of ways for buyers to back out. You as the seller, you're pretty much locked in. Another trick that I've seen agents use in this market right now when they know they're going to be up against numerous offers, they'll go in and one of the strategies is they'll offer way high. They'll offer forty, fifty thousand dollars over asking price, hoping that the people are all excited or the sellers are all excited and well for sure we're gonna take that offer because it's so high. But then what they do is they go in and do their home inspection and they come back and say, Well, we need twenty thousand dollars for a roof or we need twenty or thirty thousand dollars for this and they try and get you back down. Because like I said a minute ago, once you sign that contract, nobody else can come in. Even if you get a better offer the next day, that's too bad. You can't kill the deal. So that's why it's so important to go through each offer very carefully and talk to your agent. Make sure you have a good agent that's done this before and has been through this before because, like I said, there's a lot of things to know and a lot of strategies to know about and things to look for when you're reviewing offers. The The main point here is that it doesn't always come down to the price and who has the highest offer. I've seen horrible offers that are for a lot more money that people would be crazy to take. And once I explained what was going on, they they understood and they realized that sometimes the better offer may be for a little bit less because the chance of closing is a lot greater. A couple examples of this could be one of the contingencies may be that the people that are buying your house have to sell their house first. I see that a lot. Another thing you need to look at is the dates in the contract. Some offers I've seen, for one reason or the other, the people put the dates way out and they're not closing for a few months. And again, they may be putting or offering more money, but you're you're taking your house off the market for the most part until they close. So if for whatever reason that deal doesn't go through and you've taken your house off the market, especially right now, we are in the peak season to sell. And I don't, there's never been a better time to sell. And I can do another episode about that. But all I'm saying is keep an eye on those dates and remember that you're taking your house pretty much off the market until the deal that you sign either goes through or falls apart. So keep that in mind. If you have any questions, if you're thinking about selling your house or if you're in the process of selling your house on your own, I would be happy to answer any questions. And with that, we will see everyone next week. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes another episode of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and will join us again next week for another episode. If you have any questions or if you would like to know more about this episode, please feel free to contact us at Montana Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at MontanaLifeRealty.com. If you would like to call us, our number is 406-249-1735. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.